Welcome to Pep Talk, a podcast from the Professional Edge Project. My name is JP Edgington, I'm the head coach and creator of the Professional Edge Project, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about how we can enhance our personal and professional effectiveness, how we can increase our mental resilience, how we can increase our calm, our composure, our confidence, our capacity and our capability, all for the benefit of our professional and our personal lives, since each has an impact on the other. If you like what you hear, I'd love to hear from you. It would be great if you could share it as well. But more importantly, more important than that, if something I cover resonates, then I urge you to take some action off the back of it. Even if it's something small, take some action off the back of it. Information is pointless without application. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy days to listen to this, but I really hope that you get some value, you get something that can actually make your lives a bit easier, give you some clarity on your day, give you some more confidence and allow you to go out there and and do what you do best. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Next episode. Uh, Quite excited for today's one. Uh, Because we're dealing with something that seems to be cropping up quite a lot at the moment in terms of uh, concerns, limiting thoughts that people have, kind of a, a bit of a common frustration. And that is the imposter syndrome. Now, I, I've experienced this. It seems like when you get talking with people that a lot of people will have experienced this. Now, especially when uh, you're taking on new responsibility or you're looking to push yourselves a little bit more, uh, step up in a role, step up in, in, in like, say, career. Um, and we can be... I'm not a big fan of using the term, but, you know, we're moving outside of our comfort zone and, and we're unsure. We've got this uncertainty, this doubt. And a couple of caveats, first of all, this is just like a little podcast, okay? Listening to a podcast is not going to solve all of our problems. The aim of this little podcast is to maybe create some, or facilitate, or even present some different perspectives, yeah? Just provide a different angle, a different viewpoint on some stuff, so that we can maybe, uh, you know... uh, a belief that we have, I shouldn't be here, I don't belong here, you know, if we are talking about the imposter syndrome, we can just maybe break that pattern and go, ah, maybe, maybe there is another way. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe it is manageable. Because that's the thing, we're never going to get rid of the imposter syndrome. And in some ways, depending on how we use it and view it, it can be quite useful to us. Stay with me. It can be quite useful, just like stress can be useful because it can provide a little red flag, a little warning. And, and ultimately what it comes down to is our response to that thought, to that emotion. Yeah. Because um, the imposter syndrome, if you like, is so much of fear. It's like internalized fear. I'm going to be found out, you know, I shouldn't be here. And it's, 
it, it, it comes from the part of the brain that is linked with our physical survival. That part of our brain is also linked with our emotional survival. Okay, now if you're listening to this and, and uh, you've not read The Chimp Paradox, go and at least either watch like a, a I think there's a 15 minute video um, uh, that Professor Steve Peters has done. You find it on YouTube really easily, uh, which explains the chimp paradox. But it's that part of the brain, the chimp part of the brain, the amygdala part of the brain that is involved in our physical safety. It's responsible for our physical safety, but it's also responsible for our emotional safety. It doesn't want us to look bad. Another name for this particular part is obviously our ego. It's an ego thing. And our ego is there to protect us emotionally, protect our status, protect how we feel. But obviously if we want to push uh, into new ground, then we're going to have to push through a little bit of fear because we've not been there, because there will be uncertainty, there will be a bit of doubt. But the first step is to go, it's okay. The first thing we do is recognize that that's part of the process to go through fear, doubt, uncertainty to get to a new level of normal. The other question to ask is, do you feel like an imposter or are you just tired? Do you feel like an imposter or are you just hungry, eating the wrong foods, dehydrated? Are you tired, dehydrated and hungry? You know, is it because your expectations don't match your reality and that's causing you a degree of stress? Is that the reason why you feel like an imposter? Because it depends on the language and the narrative we use, but if we're giving it the whole Oh, I feel like an imposter. Okay, that's a feeling, not a fact. Now, if I'm in an operating theatre, scalpel in hand, about to cut somebody open to, to carry out some open heart surgery, I do not belong there. I am not a heart surgeon. That is a fact. I do not belong there. It's not a feeling. Whereas often, whenever we've got this, oh man, should I be doing this? there's this thing we're going you kind of wouldn't be in this environment if you didn't have some degree of skills and experience that has led you here somebody doesn't suddenly snap you out of your current reality and transport you and then stick you down in another reality or a situation that's completely alien to you like i say no one's going to snap me out of this park bench and stick me in an operating theater that's not going to happen but equally, somebody could walk past, have a heart attack, fall on the ground, and I could be there doing some chest compressions and, and, and some CPR because I'm first aid trained. So that is quite likely. You know, I could be doing that going, oh, I shouldn't be here. I don't belong here. What the? There's a great quote, um, who it was from. Um, and it's like, I am ready for today. All of my yesterdays have prepared me. Rarely will we invite into our lives things that we're not ready to deal with in terms of our careers, obviously. Now, there's stuff, obviously, that comes left field. People can get poorly uh, quite seriously. You know, that is kind of outside of our control. But generally speaking, in our careers, if we're stepping up to a new role, it's because 
we've either been given the job or we're you know, you are, our experience, our yesterdays, if you like, have led us to this point. And this brings on us on to another very important strategy for building our confidence, which will counter to some degree the imposter syndrome. And that is the importance of measuring backwards. So if like this week, you're feeling nervous about something. I was feeling, you know, a little bit of trepidation. I, I delivered a talk yesterday at uh, an insurance uh, mutuals members event. You know, and you can start to go, oh, man, should I be doing this? You know, a bit of imposter syndrome, a bit of doubt can come into it. But the thing you've got to do is go, okay, let's have a think. Um, have I been working on this material for years? Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, have I been giving talks on this material for years? Oh, yes, I have. I delivered one then, and I delivered one here, and I delivered one there. There was one, and that, that, that was well-received, and that went okay, and I've learned from that, and that was okay. And Would they have asked you to come to this event if they did not value your speaking ability because they heard you speak somewhere else? Well, yeah, that's true, actually, yeah, so maybe it is okay. So you see what I mean? So what I do is I look backwards to gather evidence from the past. Whenever we look back, we get to choose what we look back at. Or too often we look back at regret and guilt and we look at the kind of negative type things. You know, and again, that's a little bit down to our kind of neurology, that chimp part of our brain where we're constantly looking out for ourselves, constantly looking to protect ourselves, constantly looking for danger slash the negative. Yeah, not always, not everybody but it can be a bit of a tendency, certainly when we're tired and when we're hungry, when we're dehydrated, when we're feeling a bit overworked and so on, we can feel a little bit more prone to look for the negatives and stuff, which is why I come back to that comment earlier. Oh God, I, I don't really belong here. Whoa, okay, first, check. Tiredness, have you eaten much? What's your hydration like? And they may sound like small, silly things, but they can have quite a big effect but if you've taken care of all of those things then okay I don't deserve this role I don't deserve to I don't, I don't belong in this position I shouldn't be here um, okay what we can do now because that's just a fear and as Byron Katie Google her look up her work quite literally um, she put in this post brilliantly the other day, fear is an unquestioned state of mind. Now, some fear, fear is important because it keeps us alive. However, the problem is we need to differentiate between real fear or real risk and perceived risk. Because that's ultimately what fear is. We're scared of the, the, the risk of harm to us. There is a, you know, I'm swimming in the water, there's a shark, 10 feet away. That's a very real risk. I'm watching the shark on a TV program. There is no real risk. There is no risk to me whatsoever, yet I will still feel nervous. Daft. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, so in this situation, I am scared of looking like a failure or looking like I don't belong, like somebody will find out that I'm not as good as I should be, could be. Oh, I love those words, should. Okay, let's back that up with some fact. Let's ask some questions about this state of mind, this fear. Let's get some specifics. I don't belong. 
vague as hell. Okay, don't belong where, why? So let's ask some questions, you know, because questions, if we want a better outcome, uh, we need to ask uh, better questions or actually get better answers. So a couple of things is like, well, how do you want to feel? I don't feel like I belong. Okay, so you want to feel like you belong. Yeah, okay, still vague. Define it. How will you know? I just feel it. Really? What would that look like? Okay, well, what do you need to have in order to feel like you belong? Because unless we've got some specifics, we're just kind of wandering around in the dark, not actually having anywhere to go. So we want to get some specifics. What is going to allow me specifically to feel like I belong? More knowledge. Okay, how much knowledge? What kind of knowledge? Knowledge about what? Because then we get down to some specifics and we go, you know, that's kind of cool because I can go and find more knowledge. I can do some more study. Maybe I can get some more experience. So I'm in this role. I've got this job. I don't feel quite so confident. Okay, maybe I can rely on some other people. Maybe I can go out and and gain some support from others. Because certainly when we're stepping up, say, in management or in responsibility, we end up with this feeling that we should know it all that it's all on us. Nobody's an island. Nobody got to where they are on their own. It's, it's due to kind of help of other people, you know. All the successful people will have a number of other people helping them in their, their own lives, you know. So, you know, people will have a coach for business. Maybe they've got a personal trainer to help them with their Um, fitness you know or maybe you just kind of you study uh, a certain um, cook or chef which super hot on nutrition so they are basically supporting you and providing you with knowledge and information on how to eat better so there's all these different ways in which we can gain knowledge and further our skills and in in the case of uh, a new role or you know going to give a, a public speaking event or you know increase responsibility what is it specifically that you think that you lack? And first of all, check that you actually do lack it. Look back in your history and your experience and go, have I done anything exactly or similar to this before in the past? And what we're looking for is fact and logic now. Okay, fear is not irrational, but it comes from... uh, the chimp, the, the amygdala, the, that part of the brain um, that doesn't do fact and logic, okay? Often it will jump to conclusions. I'm just an imposter. And if I say that I'm an imposter, I won't go into this situation, I won't then look like a fraud, and then I'll feel better and I will have protected my status. Uh, yeah, but we're already in this role, we're already in this responsibility, so we don't have a lot of choice. Yeah, the chimp doesn't always make a lot of sense. Well, actually, it doesn't make any sense. Um, that's the point of it but it is there to try and do its job which is to keep us safe but what we can do with the more logical part of our brain is is, is kind of go you know what we're all right we are safe there is no fear here or there is no risk or the risk can be mitigated or managed I might look a bit stupid but does that matter am I actually going to be called out as a fraud Uh, who's going to do it Uh, the person that's given me the job, they gave me the job for a reason. 
you know? And you ask yourself, how do I want to feel? What is in my power to be able to feel that? Do I need to gain some more skills? Do I need to move in different circles now? You know, are there some groups, there's some, you know, networks that I can move around in that I can, you know, share experiences? Can I, can I gain some additional support, some coaching or some, you know, more study? Because you can focus on why you don't belong or why you don't deserve a role or a position or you can focus on what's in your power to feel like you do belong or you do deserve something, okay? Or you can focus on why you do belong and why you do deserve to have that role and be there. They are choices, there are choices. And only a couple of those are gonna serve you. Because it comes down to this thing which keep coming on back again, again and again and again. Appropriate mental engagement. Where we stick our thoughts and our focus and, and, and again, Lots of things can affect our ability to focus our, our minds appropriately. Dehydration, tiredness, so on and so forth. And, and I know I keep going on about tiredness, but certain levels of tiredness will have the same physiological and psychological effects as being drunk. Now, we would not be drunk at work, would we? At all. Well, next morning after the Christmas party, maybe. But really, we would not be drunk at work. We would not see that as appropriate or professional. Yet, how many of us have been exceptionally tired at work? Could be for work reasons, could be for home reasons. Yet, the same physiological and psychological effects are similar to being drunk. Limited cognitive ability, not being able to focus, so on. Yeah, can't get our words quite straight. And there's stuff that we can do to improve our sleep, yeah? If you're struggling to sleep, there's stuff that can be done. There's, if you've got young families, trust me, I know what that's like. Or even just a really annoying dog that gets you up at two o'clock in the morning howling at ambulances that I used to have. Um, I can't do anything about that, but I can maybe have a power nap at lunchtime. Not be dipping around on Facebook but maybe get a meditation in, maybe get a little nap, you know, maybe switch off mentally, orally, you know, so I'm not listening to anything, I'm not looking at anything, maybe I'm just listening to some chilled out music, listening to like a uh, Headspace meditation app, or whatever, just switching off and chilling out a little bit, having a little bit of recharge before then I go into my afternoon. Or what most of us will do is go, I'll go and have a cake, I'll have another coffee, I'll push through. So our bodies are trying to tell us like, we need to sleep, we need to rest, but we just stick it through with a bunch of chemicals, you know, or a bunch of kind of compound, you know, sugar, caffeine, whatever it happens to be to try and pick ourselves up. And your body, you're just kind of working against what your body actually needs. Whereas having a 10 minute meditation and regularly being able to practice that, being able to have a meditation or being able to have a little power nap can be way more uh, productive and, and, and um, beneficial than, than sticking another energy bar, energy drink, coffee down your throat. Um, so yeah, you know, irrational fear, future-based thought, which is basically what imposter syndrome is. You're thinking about something in the future that, by the way, hasn't happened, might not actually happen. Do you know that you're actually gonna get called out as a fraud? 
No. Again, apply some fact and logic. If you're worried about something specific, I don't have this correct skill, okay, what's in your power to go and get it? If somebody's asked you to do something and you just don't feel, I just don't think I can do that, I just don't think I can do that, go and talk to them. Better to go and talk to them and express a concern and go, yeah, I know you want to do this and this, this is my role, but I just, in this one particular area, I don't feel as strong. Because you know, a lot of our roles are multifaceted. We've got lots of things that are maybe strengths in certain areas, but we could have weaknesses in the others. And is it that one weakness that's causing us to feel like an imposter? Okay, we'll go and do something to, to, to hold up, you know, shore up that weakness. That's in our control. If we don't want to look bad when we go and say that to our manager, well, we're going to look a damn sight worse when we don't say anything. It goes months by and they're under the impression that everything's fine. And then, you know, it just compounds and compounds and compounds and whatever situation becomes worse. It's in your control to go and have a word. Oh, but they'll be really angry. Will they? Do you absolutely know that they'll be angry? Yet another future-based thought that's not necessarily backed up by fact. So obviously we could go on quite a lot on, on this idea of imposter syndrome, but there's a couple of things we want to do. Just a reminder, it's our ego trying to protect us. We've just got to ask ourselves what it's actually trying to protect us from. Looking bad? Am I actually going to look bad? Let's write down some factual reasons why I might look bad and let's write down some reasons why I won't look bad and see which is the more accurate. Again, if you want to go deeper with this stuff, if it's really inhibiting you, then I'd recommend either having a look at some stuff by Byron Katie or get some help on a one-to-one level. So today is going to be, it's a little bit generic this because I don't know your specific situation. If I know your specific situation, I can, you know, expand and we can explore in a personal level what your specific fear is and then we can look at that specifically and peel that away and usually there's another belief underneath that and we can peel that away and that's linked to another fear and we peel that away and actually we go oh actually no no it's completely an unfounded fear it's completely perceived risk there is no real risk or whatever risk is there is is negligible or manageable ah that's kind of quite cool But unless we go through that process, a lot of that needs to be written down because we can't outthink our thoughts, okay? It needs to be written down and captured. Process doesn't take a ton of time and you'll be surprised that the results you'll get. Because sometimes as well, a, a bit of imposter syndrome can come about from comparison with others. Well, I'm now in this role and look at them. They're in that role and I'm not as good as them. I shouldn't be here. Well, okay, again, let's look at the facts. You're in this role for a reason. Presumably you've been given it for a reason. Unless you've just blatantly lied on your application and blagged it, did you lie? Well, then it's on you. Then, then that's a whole different world. Yeah, because arguably you might well be. If I'm in that operating theatre because I've wandered around telling people that I'm a heart surgeon, well, then I deserve everything I get, you know, in terms of uh, being thrown in jail. Because that's different. Setting out to be a fraud is very different to just thinking that you are a bit of a fraud and you are a bit of an imposter. Should I really be here? Those are two very different things. 
the fact that you are thinking that oh, maybe I'm not quite good enough kind of shows almost that you're not a fraud because proper frauds wouldn't care what anybody else thinks they're out for their own aim they would have lied cheated and stealed to you know get across and they're deliberately deceiving people and they know that they are whereas what we're talking about here is, is not that we just don't necessarily feel that we're quite up to where we should be but unless we know exactly where that is again we're just dealing in vagueness and not specifics but this comparison with other people comparison is useful only if it serves to drive you okay i remember once um uh, attending uh, or shadowing a training course with one certain provider in order to be a, a, a trainer i had to shadow various courses with other trainers and i shadowed this one and thought oh my god this is easy i could do this tomorrow this is not hard god this course is awful but i could do this really easily okay then i went off and shadowed another one blown away the content the intensity the amount and the structure of the training course there was like three times as much content but delivered in a way that was really accessible and i'm like oh my good god but I could have either have compared myself where I was now, thinking, I can never do this. You know, I shouldn't be even trying to go for this trainer position. I can never do that. I don't belong to do that, you know. But instead, I went, that is the type of training course I want to deliver. Okay, that is how I'm going to deliver my training courses. So I used comparison. Instead of going, I'm not good enough to be there, it was like, I now know where I need to be. I now have a yardstick. I know where I am and it's not there, but that's okay because that's where I want to be. And I can then compare where I am as I progress and I can see my progress and compare it against uh, the ideal that I want to be at. It served me, drove me on rather than going, oh, I can't be like that. I may as well not bother. You see what I mean? But that's a conscious choice. If there's people in your organization that you think, oh man, they're much better than me. Well, what is it about them that makes them better? Define it. Maybe they've got characteristics that you want, but maybe you've got characteristics that they want. So long as that comparison serves you and drives you forward and you can kind of work off of it, great. Otherwise, if it just makes you feel bad, what's the point in comparing yourself to somebody else? All you can focus on is your skill set. And if you wish, oh, I wish I had better skills, okay, what are you going to do about it? Sounds harsh. What are you going to do about it? Hope that somebody else magically gives you the skills? That they just suddenly appear? Or are you going to go and do something? What is in your power to go and fill in any kind of skill gaps or mindset gaps? Measuring backwards, recording what goes well on a daily basis, looking back into your past and picking out nuggets and experiences and times when you've done something similar or the same as what you're looking to do now, which is you know, causing you this, this kind of imposter uh, syndrome thoughts. Okay, I shouldn't be, I don't belong here. Well, okay, can I look at some examples of, of, of where I have done similar and I do belong? Applying fact and logic. So the takeaways from this, get specific, apply fact and logic, measure backwards and when you look backwards, you get to look at what or how you look at your past and your past experiences. Remember the quote, I am ready for today because all my yesterdays have prepared me. 
you're not going to end up in something that you know you've not been vaguely or, or even specifically prepared for yeah you're not going to walk in the door on your first day as a, as a fundraising volunteer as a police special constable and literally the next day you're the chief constable of Avon and Somerset Police or you're the director of fundraising or you're you know you walk in as a, as a first aider and, and the next day you're doing open heart surgery it's just not going to happen you're going to be where you are because of the small steps that you've taken the experience that you've built up and we just need to look back at that remember the ego is trying to protect us from something and it's up to us our human logical part of our brain to figure out what it's trying to protect us from whether there's any real risk of that or not and what's in our control to mitigate the risk or just to go there's no risk why am i worrying bit of a long one but equally it's a big subject if any of this resonates give it a share if it throws up any more questions if you've got some specific situations that you want to um you know get some kind of clarity on message me get in touch i'm on facebook uh the professional edge project google the professional edge project have a look at that linkedin uh jp edgington find me on linkedin it'd be great to connect with some people and just let me know if you're getting anything from this stuff and equally if there's anything inside these podcasts you think would be useful uh, to cover or to expand and if it's possible and appropriate then I'll do that. Um, hopefully this was useful like I say it's a big subject and it's going to be fairly generic. Hopefully it's created some different perceptions on the on the subject of being an imposter which is just basically a label that we've decided to attach to a bunch of feelings and we can choose different labels and it is possible through various strategies to feel something different, okay? Thanks for your time, massively appreciate it. Share it, follow the page on Facebook, find me on LinkedIn, and uh, yeah, I'll catch up with you guys later.